0: Whatever your view is on life, who you are, where you are from, and why you are here, one thing is certain. Your physical body and non-physical mind or consciousness is on a journey of discovery. We must never stop investigating, never stop experimenting, never stop questioning, no fear, only love. No anger, only compassion and Because this is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. So then, here's the drama. My metaphysics, let me be perfectly frank with you, are that there is the central self, you can call it God, you can call it anything you like. And it's all of us. It's playing all the parts of all beings whatsoever, everywhere and anywhere. And it's playing the game of hide and seek with itself. It gets lost, it gets involved in the farest out adventures. But in the end, it always wakes up and comes back to itself. And when you're ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little poor little me. And uh, since you're all here and engaged in this sort of inquiry and listening to this sort of lecture, I assume that you're all on the process of waking up. Or else you're teasing yourselves with some kind of... flirtation with waking up which you're not serious about but I assume maybe you are not serious but sincere that you are ready to wake up so then when you're in the way of waking up and finding out who you really are you meet a character called a guru as the Hindus say this word the teacher the awakener and what is the function of a guru He's the man who looks at you in the eye and says, Oh, come of it. <laughs> I know who you are. You know, you come to the guru and say, Sir, I have a problem. I'm unhappy and I want to get one up on the universe or I want to become enlightened. I want spiritual wisdom. Ah, and the guru looks at you and says, Who are you? You know, Sri Ramana Maharshi, that great Hindu sage, of modern times people used to come to him and say master who was i in my last incarnation as if that mattered and he would say who is asking the question and he'd look at you and say basically go right down to it you're looking at me you're looking out and you're unaware of what's behind your eyes go back in and find out who you are where the question comes from why you ask And if you've looked at a photograph of that man, I have a gorgeous photograph of him. And you look in those, I walk by it every time I go out of the front door. And I look at those eyes. And the humor, lilting laugh that says, Oh, we come off it. (laughs) Shiva, I recognize you. When you come to my door and you say, I'm so and so. I say, ha, ha, what a funny way God has come on today. (laughs) Uh, There are all sorts of tricks, of course, that gurus play. They uh, say, well, we're going to put you through the mill. And the reason they do that is simply that um, you won't wake up until you feel you've paid a price for it. In other words, the sense of guilt that one has, or the sense of anxiety, is simply the way one experiences keeping the game of disguise going on. Do you see that? Supposing you say, I feel guilty. Christianity makes you feel guilty for existing. That somehow, the very fact that you exist is an affront. You are a fallen human being. I remember as a child when we went to the services of the church on Good Friday. They gave us each a colored postcard with Jesus crucified on it. And it said underneath, this have I done for thee, what doest thou for me? You know, you fell off. You nailed that man to the cross. Because you eat steak, you have crucified Christ kill the bull and after all you depend on it. Mithra, it's the same mystery. And what are you going to do about that? This have I done for thee, what doest thou for me? You feel awful that you just exist at all. But that sense, that sense of guilt is the veil across the sanctuary. Don't you dare come in. In order to, you know, in all mysteries, when you're going to be initiated, there's somebody saying, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, don't you come in. You've got to fulfill this requirement, and this requirement, and this requirement, and this requirement, then we'll let you in. And so you go, you, you go through the mill. Why? Because this is, you're saying to yourself, I won't wake up until I feel I deserve it. I won't wake up until I've made it difficult for me to wake up. So I I invent for myself an elaborate system of delaying my waking up. I put myself through this test and that test and when I feel it's been sufficiently arduous then I may at last admit to myself who I really am and draw aside the veil and realize but after all, when all is said and done, I am that I am, which is the name of God. And when it comes to it, that's really rather funny. They say in Zen, when you attain Satori, nothing is left to you at that moment, but to have a good laugh. But naturally, uh, all masters, Zen masters, yoga masters, every kind of master, uh, puts up a barrier and says to you, he simply plays your own game. You know, we say anybody who goes to a psychiatrist ought to have his head examined. Because you, when you go to a psychiatrist, you define yourself as somebody who ought to have his head examined. Same way uh, the Zen masters say anybody who studies Zen or comes to a Zen master ought to be given 30 blows with a stick because he was stupid enough to pose the question that he had a problem. But you're the problem. You, you put yourself in the situation. So it's a question fundamentally do you define yourself as a victim of the world? Or as the world. Thank you for listening to the China Jedi podcast. Set aside your filters of bias. The truth is learned. Never told. Do your own research. May the smile be with you.